Welcome to OKHR Leads. I'm Tara Crowley along with Rob Trotter. And my current role with OKHR is the OKHR Certification Chair, and Rob Trotter is Sooner HR's President and also is on OKHR's board. We are connecting with HR leaders in our community and hearing their story and what makes them tricky. Oh my goodness, what makes them tick? Get it out of my mouth. Hi, Rob. How are you? I'm good, Tara. I liked what you said right before you said, I'm going to hit record, you said, and we're going to have a chitter chatter. I think, I think we should call this podcast, OKHR OK Leads Chitter Chatter. That was really nice. And well, I think we're good at making up words, right? <laughs> We've had a few of those happen. Um, I, I know who our guest is today, and I'm very excited about that because I am tired. I am worn out. I got back from Mexico and just, you know, over eight, as you do yeah. on these things, right? Right. And I need, I need to get a little loose. I need to get a little, uh, you know... Well, lose a few of those, few of those Mexico uh, vacation pounds and stuff. So right. Um, well, really. I, I I think the person we're going to chat with today is going to be able to help you with that, and so. least of all get you energized up to to know what the next step is for yourself. But yeah. today our guest is Kelly Smithy, and Kelly um, has self-proclaimed herself as an HR ninja, which I expect is completely true because she not only is an HR manager for Smith Roberts Boldeschweiler, said that right, hopefully, he's also an owner and instructor for Jazzercise, so we'll talk about that working out and getting, getting excited, excited, but Kelly also holds her MBA along with the HRCI and SHRM Senior Certifications, the SPHR and SHRM SCP, which, woohoo, way to go, and Kelly um, has found spots on OKHR, HR's board in different capacities, um, just always have seen her with a smile on her face, but she currently acts as the president for Western Oklahoma HR organization and is also the v VP of communications and social media for Oklahoma City's HR society. So Kelly states she's an introvert, which I do not expect we will see any bit of that whenever we have our conversation with Kelly. So Kelly, we're here for you to bring your energy, and I can't wait to hear about you. So, welcome, Miss Kelly Smithy. Hi, Kelly. Hello. Yeah. So, before we even started talking, she was telling us that she was in drama. Yeah. So, what that shocks you? It, it absolutely does, and it doesn't at the same time. So, I'm excited because any one of my first times I've met Kelly, it's like, oh, bam, hi, hi. And then she goes, she says, I'm an introvert. And I, go, I said, no way. So absolutely not. So Kelly, what's happening with you today? You're sitting um, in your jazzercise spot with I am fancy thread, whatever well, behind you. So I wanted this special fancy background. Yeah. Um, that actually went up. One of my instructors and I, we have the same birthday of March 16th. And so we always have like a big team talk class. It's a big party. And so I hung that up for our birthday last year on March 16th. And then we shut down on March 19th. So as far as in class, we kept going. But right. now it just makes a pretty backdrop for all of our streaming classes. So, And it's quiet here. So my office isn't very pretty. My home is very loud. It's quiet. Nice. Well, I'm excited that you found this very unique spot to talk to us. Yeah, no one else is going to have sparkle stuff behind them. No, they're not. no, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> so, Kelly, 
Um, why don't you tell us and the listeners about yourself and about your background and how you got into the role of HR? So um, my dad joke of the day is I was born at a very early age in <laughs> Middle City and I told you it was my dad joke, but I, uh, my dad was in HR at Fleming Foods and so I always knew that's what I wanted to go into just because I saw that he helped people and he had to do things. And towards the end there, he had to help lay people off and all that great stuff. But I also enjoyed that no matter what industry you're in, everybody needs HR. So when I went to school, I ended up at OU and started at USAO in Chickasha, transferred into OU, and they didn't have HR degrees at that time. So I took all my electives and legal things and employee relations and whatnot. So finished that, got my master's and probably two or three years later, finally got my first HR job out in Western Oklahoma. And it just boom, bam from there. Okay. So you, you got a business degree, I'm assuming. Yes. And then, and then got your MBA. And so, but you always had a focus of HR and I know that OU has human relations. And so didn't feel like it was the same thing though. I, it was more social services directed and that was not the route I wanted to take. Yeah. Yeah. So are you glad that you have that MBA, the business side in order to, to step into HR? I am now at the time (laughs) trying to break into HR. I ended up eventually leaving the MBA off my resume just because people would say, oh, well, you went too much money. And I was thinking, try me because uh, this is where I want to go and I have to get in. So, but now I'm glad I have it. It gives me a little bit more credibility and it's, it's nice to put more initials after your name. Yeah, I agree. And I think I would assume this has helped you along in the business world of being strategic. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So Give us an example of how that has played into your HR role and having the MBA background as well. Oh, gracious. Well, I think a big part of the MBA is that this is this is the, the really easy part of it, that I think a lot of terms that like with layoffs or whatnot, felt like riffs, they all have, the, everybody knows the concept, but you just want to put a fancy name to it, like a riff. And right. instead of, we're going to fire people. So <laughs> You learn a lot of that, but just giving, um, just having access to all those different things, different case studies that we had to do. Mm-hmm. And I will say that in the MBA program at OU, they've changed it now, but you always have to do a group project. And so everybody got really good at doing one portion of a project. And so they've kind of switched that up now, but even just getting to know other people's backgrounds even more, because you don't get really get that a lot in your undergrad because you have three, four, 500 people in the class. But right. when you're to these six people all semester that you're working on this case study till the very end, that just helps just open doors, open, open your mind a little bit. Have you had the opportunity with any of your businesses where you've worked, where you, the business was potentially acquiring another group and that you were able to um, go in and assess what they had? The other if not, I've been on the flip side of that, where we've had to close down locations yeah. and had to help redirect people and get people into other jobs and rework job descriptions and find places for people. So yeah, analysis and all that fun stuff. Right. Right. That's never, I mean, it's, you know, HR, I think sometimes has a bad rap, but on the other side, man, we can always be a solution to people and, and help them 
figure it out and be creative. So I think if you are a black and white person, um, HR may not be the right function for you because there, you work oh. in a lot of gray. A lot. That's what I've always found. I like to work with the blue collar people. And that's why I've, I've kind of had my career over worked in warehouses and I worked at Dish Network and things like that, mm-hmm. where people actually go out and work with their hands. Mm-hmm. And they've always had generally crappy HR people. And mm-hmm. I'm not that person. I like to say I'm employee focused with the company's bottom line in mind. And if there is a loophole that I can help you find something or figure it out, I'm going to help you find it. I'm going to explain why we can or can't do something around the department of no. I've heard you say that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to help you find out what to do and, and, and learn why, you know, every, not everybody thinks the way we do. So learn why we make the decisions we do. And I've had in every company I've been with, I've had people come back and tell me, you're not like other HR people. And I'm thank you. I take that oh, as well. I love that. That makes me so happy for you to be that solution, solution oriented. So what in your career lights your fire? I really enjoy the employee relations part. It's like I was talking about where I can help them find a loophole. When you have people who think they are just, they either have to quit or something is going to happen and they're just, they just see no end in sight and they don't know what's going to happen. I'm like, but wait, there's this, even something simple FMLA that people don't understand about. Mm-hmm. And just being able to find that for them or to help them resolve a solution. They're scared to go to the supervisor. They don't know where to go and being that outlet for them and when people just walk out, you see their shoulders all hunched up and then they walk out and like, yeah. like, even if it's not what they wanted, it may be at least a solution that they can live with. And that's what, that's the part that I get the, the most out of is helping people with that. Right. Right. I love that. And I love it whenever you can have a sit down with an employee and just say, what is it that you want? And then when they give that to you, you're able to take that back to if it's a leader or somewhere else and, and help create something spectacular. So I mean, that's the big thing. A lot of times the I've seen where the, the owners or whatnot, they may say, well, they just want money. They just want this. They want this. When really all they want is a Pepsi machine in the break room for some weird reason. But that may be, you know, something simple that they want, or they want to come in an hour later. And mm-hmm. you never know until you ask. And a lot of times it doesn't occur to the people higher up the chain to ask that question. Yeah. yeah. Working from home is this huge thing now that I think is making a lot of people kind of rethink how, how business works. Right. So have you, have you been home since March or what's happening at your office? Whenever we shut down the office, it was me, one of the owners and his admin and our maintenance guy. We were the only ones in the office for about three months and it would help me to go home or to go to the office because Mm -hmm. my husband was at home Mm -hmm. and you know, sometimes you just need that separation. Right. And we were streaming two classes a day here. So I was able to come and teach or film and then go to work and then come back and teach or film, which really helped with the, I did not get the COVID-15. So (laughs) (laughs) thank goodness. But we, I was, so I was going in every day. Plus I needed my two screens and the computer out of time. I couldn't connect to two screens. And so I've been there pretty much every day until about a month and a half ago. And I, they said they were buying you laptops for people. I'm like, I want one. So now I have one. I have a second screen at home. I bought myself a stand-up desk. Adam went back to the office. Yeah. So yeah. there are some times I have to go in because I'm the one that deposits checks and cuts checks and all that stuff too. But for the most part, I'm home. So it's it's great. Yeah. 
it's definitely been a difference for so many people in my office. We were in, um, we've been in the office since last year, um, pretty much. And hearing people say, oh, we're still home. We're still home. And I, I just think it's so interesting. And, and I work differently at home. Do you, do you? Oh my gosh. Yes. And it's just, it's, it's sounds really bad to say, but sometimes I just don't like people and <laughs> being in HR, that's not the right thing to say, but we just finished open enrollment. And because our, yeah. our year starts on August 1, and that's a super fun time for an HR department of one, right? So I was able to enter everything, get it all entered into payroll, get everything submitted to all the different insurance places without interruption. And that, oh, yeah. was, that was most impactful for me because last year that took me about two weeks. Right. So, and there wasn't even anybody in the office. I mean, we they started slowly coming back, but just not having people just randomly walk in and be like, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. What's been going on? So, I'm working. <laughs> and I need you to leave. So, yeah, I think, oh gosh, we really haven't talked about open enrollment on here very much, but I just think, man, that is such a stressful time for, for so many people. And I, you know, once you can figure out a way to make it streamlined and you, there's less actual input that you have to do, man, it is amazing. But I, I completely understand that because you have very little time. Yeah, minor, minor time to have that turnaround and make sure the information's in there. And you're like, don't even talk to me for two weeks, two weeks, right? Two weeks. Yep. Um, what, do, what would you say is your favorite tool in business and how is it applied, Kelly? So there's all these super fancy technology things out there that I don't understand because I'm blonde, but I just love Excel. Yes. You can use Excel. <laughs> for anything. And I have it for random things at home. So I just, I love Excel. I love pivot tables. I have to retouch, reteach myself how to do them every time, but I love Excel. I love it. I, I am with you. We um, actually, Natalie Parrish, yeah. we talked with her and she was stating how much she loved pivot tables as well. And for Excel, but we were talking about pivot tables and once I figured out how to do a pivot table, it changed my world. They're like, life-changing. Honest to goodness, changed my world. The lookups changed my world. It is unbelievable how much that can save you so much time. Do you do much with it, Rob? I use Excel every day, but uh, pivot tables are my, my demise. So it's on my the first time I used pivot yeah. tables, and this is where Rob and I have the connection with AMC, is when I was a, I was a little assistant manager at AMC at Quail Springs Mall, and my <laughs> job was scheduling. And when you're trying to schedule like 114 kids for a week's worth of stuff, you know you have to have certain coverage in box office and all this other stuff. So having the schedule, and they can only work. Some people can only work this time because of school and blah, blah, blah. But being able to put it on one and then just have it show up on the other nice and neat. Yes. That was when I first learned about pivot tables. And it was my mind just. Yes. Oh, I'm so impressed with you. Movie theater managing and scheduling of uh, 100 plus staff is. Super fun. Yeah. 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 Hashtag sarcasm. Yeah. I can't imagine. We have. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, I, I, I don't even know how you do that. So <laughs> go ahead, Ron. Uh, uh, Kelly, why yes. do you think you're an introvert? I mean, 
looking at you, I disagree, but tell us why you think you're I know. And that's what a lot of people get wrong about me is that I'm an introvert or I was a cheerleader, both, or I'm an extrovert and a cheerleader. And both of those are incorrect. I am nowhere near that flexible. But when I'm in a place where I'm comfortable, like around this HR group, I'm comfortable. Um, I'm a big girl in spandex and I come in this jazzercise group and I'm comfortable because we're a big family here. That's where I can do a situational extrovert. I learned that, that sure. phrase somewhere. But if you look at the things for an introvert, I would rather go home and sit in my PJs. Mm -hmm. um, I don't like going to happy hours or stuff like that. And I know some of that is necessary. And especially when you're in a leadership position, you need to do those things. I have to force myself to go. And once I'm there, I'll have a good time. But as right. soon as I can, I'm probably out the door. Right. So that's why I'm, an, I'm a true introvert. Although you will see me if a song comes on in Target and I have choreography to it from jazz, I'm going to dance. Oh. My husband's used to it by now. He doesn't even bat an eye. I too am an introvert and that surprises people. But uh, a big difference between us is I'm an introvert on social media. Uh, I don't really put myself out there all that much, but uh, you are not. You are, you are an extrovert social media. I don't know if there's a term like that. We need to talk about that because you're out there daily doing push-ups and dancing. You, didn't you get out of your car one time and dance or something like that? Oh, yeah. Or? We were, we were, it, that was another instructor and I, we were doing a thing on, people see these things that people do on TikTok or whatnot, and they'll send us <laughs> like, you guys need to do that. And so right now we're actually working on another one. We just have to work out the, the, yeah. the work. So, yeah. yeah. Those push-ups, that was a fundraiser. So yeah. Kind of had to show people I was still doing it and I show off my sassy pants every day. It was impressive. Why, why did you start this, um, this jazzercise? What, tell me, tell us about that. So I was, uh, a while ago, I was extremely overweight and I say extremely overweight. It's not super, super bad. I was, I was a 199 and I'm five foot nothing. So that's a lot. And I decided to start running. I was watching Biggest Loser, which I never watched before. And I'm like, okay, if those guys can run a marathon, I can. So I started doing Couch to 5K when I was living in Cordell, Oklahoma. And I got to where I was running. I was doing 5Ks when I moved to Oklahoma City. I was doing one to two races a weekend. And I never won. I'm not fast. I'm not that big. I'm not that person. But I would, that's what I did for exercise. And I did complete a marathon, 26.2 freaking miles. Okay. And I was thinking I'm done running. And I had a girl who every Saturday after a race, my grandma would get her hair done. I would go there and help talk to her. And her mom, her, this girl's mom did my grandmother's hair. And she kept saying, you need to come to Jazzercise. You need to come to Jazzercise. I'm like, no, that's stupid. Why would I do that? And finally I was like, screw running. I'm done. And uh, I'm now, I, I never really fully stopped. Terry, you understand. And but I came to a class and I was like, oh my gosh, I can shake my booty. I can shimmy. I can have a good time. And it's expected. And so it's just super fun. I mean, we don't care if you have rhythm. We don't care if you can dance. We'll tell you what to do. And you modify as you need to. And it's, it's fantastic. And a year later, I certified. And that's been five years ago last week. So I think I know. But tell, tell us, what, what exactly is Jazzercise? So a lot of people, the main question they ask is, is it like Zumba? Um, yes and no. Zumba is a great program. Nothing against Zumba. I think ours is better. And here's why. So one, it's not Latin based. So if you're a white girl from Choctaw like me, you don't have those hips. But 
Jazzercise makes up all of our choreography. So they've changed it now during the pandemic. We get about 20 songs every month. And so you can mix and match. So the longer you've been an instructor, the bigger library you have. So you can mix and match your set. And so if you did a class here or if you did it in Japan, um, the song, because classes are never going to be the same. If you do that song, it's going to be the same choreography no matter where you go. And we have a lot of uh, just backup from corporate. They, they do all of our, you know, the main website, that's corporate clearly. And they support us. They pay a lot of things for us. And they just want us to focus on getting people healthy and having fun. And it's a woman-based organization and that kind of makes me happy. How do you think that's helped you in your career as well? Being an instructor and, and jazzercise. It helps me relieve my stress on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So that makes me uh, more likable and easier to be around sometimes. So sometimes you have those moments, but it's helped just, especially during the pandemic, it's helped to just keep an even keel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think this um, second round of, of Delta variant coming along, it's people it's coming. It's ramping up again and people are getting nervous again. So I'm glad that you at least have an outlet for you. So um, in, in all of the pathways of, of HR, you know, whether it's diversity and inclu- inclusion, compensation or ethics or employee relations, what do you like best? And, um, and what surprised you about each of those kind of functions? So I really enjoy the employee relations part. Mm-hmm. And I think what surprised me the most is I never understood, since I grew up with my father being an HR person, I never understood the distrust that people have towards HR people. They think you're going to be, the again, the office of no, or just slam down any idea they have. And I don't, like I said, I don't want to be that person. I want to be the person that can help you. And so, and I think it's also surprised me how hard HR is to get into because, like I said, I left my MBA off my resume for years. Just, I was like, just give me a chance. You have a question? Yeah, that's my secret. It's like, I'm going to ask a question next. So, oh, okay. You're you're a rare one of of all the people that we talk to. Most people fall into HR. They don't go into college saying, I'm going to exactly in HR. And that's a a direct influence of your father. So, I'm curious about Mm -hmm. conversations with your father about how HR has changed from, from his career peak to what you're doing and seeing today. So I think my dad, first off, kind of fell into it as well because he started off being a programmer at Fleming and somehow ended up being you know, comp and bin director. So however that works out. <laughs> I don't think that we had a lot of conversations regarding his job when I was younger. I think I just saw kind of how it evolved. And you know, there were times, I remember my dad used to bring his desktop computer home so he could work on the weekends. And then we would get to play games like where in the world was Carmen San Diego. <laughs> but last in the past right there. And he will tell you now, if you ask him, I say, oh, my dad's also in HR. He'll say Kelly's HR and my HR are very different. He is a very wow. behind the scenes numbers guy. And I'm a very put me out there and talk to the employees person. And I've always been every, every place I've been to, I've been a department of one. And even if I was at a place like Dish, I was the only person for these four states. And so I've never had anyone really to just kind of bounce ideas off of, which is why groups like OKHR and all your smaller groups are so important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think makes somebody smart in HR, Kelly? Having an open mind. Every situation is different. 
Yeah. Even if you don't think they are. Yeah. Yeah. How do you create, how do you cultivate that with um, where you've been? I read a lot because I'm a nerd. And so that'll kind of open some perspectives that I didn't know existed before or put some things into perspective. And I just think sometimes I just have to take a step back and be like, okay, I don't want, so sometimes you just want to rush it and be like, this is what we need to do. And sometimes that's not the case. And I just have to sometimes force myself to say, let's talk to other people. Let's see what's going on see what they're, they want to do. And then we'll come to a conclusion. Yeah. So you said that, um, well, we've already said that you, you volunteer with OKHR and for different organ, different groups, Western, and then also Oklahoma city. And, um, I think, what do you, how did you get involved? Number one, but then what have you also taken away from those experiences? So when I was out at Barris in Elk City, it's the distribution center. And James Tresley was our regional person over all of us. And he got me involved with WKHR right there in Weatherford. And I always went to that group, got my credits. Of course, I couldn't get my certification until three years in and three years, like to the month. I got it. But just getting those credits and just learning, learning about those people. And out in Western, it's a completely different world because most of those people are not HR people. They are business owners. They are secretaries. They are just, they have many, many hats. And so they don't know what they don't know. And that's why I kind of like, that's why I still drive out there because just giving them a, you know, they need to know an expert in the field and that's us, you know, some of us on the board. So I did that. And then when I came to Oklahoma city, I, that's what's kind of helped me with my social media, Rob, is that I got called by a couple of people and said, hey, do you want to do social media? And I said, I don't know how to do social media, but selfishly, I would like to learn from my own business. And that's just kind of two years in. We're a year and a half in and I've learned a crap ton. So it's great. Um, taking away from it, I like having those people to bounce ideas off of. And sometimes you just need to call another HR person and just be like, I need to vent for five minutes. And they pick up the phone, they say, go. And right. you can't do that to anybody else. You know, if anybody, everybody comes events to you, but sometimes you need that outlet as well. Right, right. And it's nice that. to know that if there's a certain situation, there's probably someone who's done it before or an expert that you know that you can go to. And that you Sorry, trust. I mean to cut you off. Oh, and that you trust, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I, and so... For the Western Oklahoma part, I think that would be very interesting to be in that environment for Western Oklahoma HR um, of what you just said that, you know, some of them are business owners, they, mm-hmm. that HR is not their number one. Um, and I do, um, what's her name? That was, uh, was the president before Serena. She worked for the university. Oh, Jamie. Jamie. Yeah. So I just, she was one of the first persons that I met um, from Western Oklahoma and, you know, just a small group. And then she was coming from kind of a different, different take, but I just think I see so many people that are business leaders that, like you said, they don't know, they don't know what they don't know. Mm -hmm. How are you finding people um, for to go to Western Oklahoma to, to speak about any of the programs that are out there? So it's always a struggle. That's been a struggle, I think, since we started. You always have people. You have Adam Childers, Childers mm-hmm. um, all those. You have certain certain funny attorneys that right. are always a draw. 
And so we'll have them come out. And then every now and then Marsha will find somebody and just out in Western and we can just plug them in. And during this pandemic, it was great because everything was Zoom anyway. Yeah, And so, I mean, if we have 15 people in a meeting, we're thinking, well, we're super full. And we would do these Zoom things and there would be 100 people online. And those are great programs, too. But sometimes it's just you got to yeah. just find somebody. Hopefully right. somebody knows somebody that can come last minute. Right, right. Right. And that's such a hard thing to, to navigate. I know Rob being president of uh, Sooner HR, you know, had that same situation. And we, and we wonder what's the best way to do this. Do you, do you keep, what are we going to do whenever we can go back whenever people, because we have had other people from other organizations come and listen, which I think is awesome. They can still get to know Kelly or they can get to know Rob's group. So I agree with that. Um, what do you think has been a big takeaway from volunteering? I know you just said the learning, the, the social media portion, but yeah. what else? I just think this group, because I am still in awe whenever people come up to me, like from this group and be like, whenever you guys wrote and said, Hey, do you want to be interviewed? It's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> they think I'm important enough that they want to talk to me. And that still kind of amazes me. And just having that group of supportive people, because HR you know, as we said earlier, it's so hard to break into, but once you get in, the people that are here are amazing. And I feel like mm. the people that don't volunteer are probably those crappy, those crappy HR people that we don't want to be a part of anyway. Mm-hmm. So we need to latch onto them and pull them in and let them see the fun side. People yeah. don't realize that whenever HR people get together, we're the most wild group out there. It's funny. So I always it's say funny. I'm the most inappropriate person in the room. So <laughs> get that from my mom. She doesn't like this when I say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you trying to get good at, Kelly? Not letting my emotions show so much or letting things impact me personally, because that's, I wear my emotions on my sleeve and I will trust you with everything I have until you give me a reason not to. And I realize that business is not like that. And so it's hard for me to adjust and be okay. It's not personal, it's business. Cause sometimes that really is a true saying or, yeah. you know, some things that some people might say, or they may cut you down for something. And that's just their delivery. They're not attacking me. It's just how they said it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like um, in your age, <clears throat> excuse me, in your HR world, you have to rethink of how you're sending an email or sending a um, responding to something because it can come off. Oh, yes. Yes. No. Yes. No. I mean, you're, oh, yes. you're working and doing. And I've had to, especially in the company I'm in right now, because they are very big about good morning or hello before they start the email. Mm -hmm. I am very to the point, get it, you know, here's what I want to say, be done with it. And I've had to force myself to be okay. I'm not being rude. I need to go back and hello or happy Monday. You know, I just, that's hard. That's hard for me because I just want to get it done and move on to the next thing. And sometimes I got to slow it down. Oh boy. I, I, I am on the same page as you. I get it. I get it. And I've had other persons. I'm like, I've come back around and saying, I'm sorry. I I know that I was answering this question and it wasn't trying to be short with my answer. Mm -hmm. I just was answering your question. And yes, you know, yes, yes. Fill in the gaps and fill in the rest of the story, but ah. (laughs) let your fluff and then take it. Yeah. 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 So I have to think about it. So we, because Kelly, you, you speak, um, and you've answered our questions so succinctly and forthright. What else do we need to know about you, Kelly, that I didn't get to ask you? 
Don't know. So I've got a, a, I've got a question or really just something I want to take kind of credit for. I hear that you were listening to something and you went ahead and developed the tiny hands. Is that, is that accurate? Is that correct? Oh my goodness. Yes. Look at that right there. Yes. Right. So I was on so. that same call with Steve Brown <laughs> and I ordered all of his books and well, all of his like two, but I ordered them and then I was listening to your first podcast talk about tiny hands. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> I need my tiny hands. Do you so, get to use them I much? I sent you guys pictures when I came in the mail. I was so excited. Right. I love it. Do you get to use them much, Kelly? No. No. They've been in the car and I've been working from home. So it doesn't do a lot here. But it can be like, go to the right. <laughs> Bring. Bring them out. Also, you and I, you know, it's funny. We've got the AMC connection, but we also... I've got a family member who you're a best friend with. So I think we should just go ahead and give uh, Twyla. So my, yeah, my I went cousin. to high school with uh, Twyla and Hank. And I think we were, it was whenever we were in DC, we were, took the elevator shot. When we just put the phone up and we were all craved in the elevator uh, going up uh -huh. to have drinks that night. Cause I'm sorry, could I say we were having drinks? Cause we were. <laughs> and uh, somebody commented on it. And I think it was Twyla or Hank. And they're like, Hey, that's my cousin. <laughs> like, well, what a small world. And then yeah. I talked to Rob later. He goes, yeah, you were at AMC, again in DC. Yeah, you were at AMC. I, I hired that guy that hired you. I'm like, oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then we're just going to leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Small world. Small, wow. tiny, tiny world. Tiny hands world. Tiny hands world. Yeah. So, yeah. So maybe we'll get Twyla and Hank to, to listen to this. So hi, hi guys. And spread the word. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> I'll tell you what, when I was in high school, I never would have thought of trial on the back of a motorcycle, ever. Right. So, but they are good people. They are super good people. Yeah. Well, Kelly, um, we have wrap-up questions, which I know that you're going to nail, and I can't wait to ask you these. I did not send them to you to prepare. So, okay. are you ready? <gasps> Let's go. Ready. Let's do it. Over the past year... What have you been surprised that you have done differently or learned about yourself? That I am a badass. I managing. So we're always, we're always you're the change agent, right? Yeah. But in the business world, I was managing all those COVID regulations that were changing daily mm -hmm. and communicating those and keeping everybody regulated and doing all these things and keeping track of all the leave and everybody gets exposures and all this other stuff. And then on the jazzercise side, I've learned so much about technology and streaming and things I never cared to know about that I just, and just keeping all those things going and we had to do different things on our website and, but just managing all those things and not pulling all my hair out. Pretty proud of myself. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I agree. And also the streaming part, the technical part, I wouldn't want to know it. So yeah, we started off with Facebook streaming because that's what Jazz Corp let us do. And Jazz or Facebook does not like our music because they think we don't have copyrights for it. So it was super fun. And now we've moved on to like our third thing, but hopefully with no other outbreaks, we won't be doing that anymore after December 31st. I love it. I love it for my customers, but I hate yeah. it at the same time. Yeah. Well, and you need to see your people. And right connection with them. Yeah. I think that's been is how fun would I be teaching your class in person? A lot of fun. Super right? fun. Yeah. 
Yeah. So don't let us forget at the end, whenever, whenever you tell us how to connect with you, also tell us the jazzercise part. If people want to stream it or, or connect. I will do it. Okay. All right. So don't forget. All right. So what mantra do you use for yourself and you like to share with others? Okay. So I have three. Good. Good vibes only. Fake it till you make it. And, uh, Doing the right thing is never the wrong thing. <laughs> you just made me smile. Also, <laughs> very Ted Lasso-ish, Kelly. What? I know. I, I was, I actually, we were watching that and I said, I'm totally going to use that because that's exactly what it is. It's like, I, I will never, I will never care to get in trouble for doing the right thing ever. Mm-mm. So, I have followed a uh, Ted Lasso Facebook group and these people are saying, yes, well, I'll send you the link. These people are saying they're thinking about their work environment and they'll think, what would Ted Lasso do? And I'm like, I mean, it is true. It's very genuine and sweet and honest and, and being good about it, like taking the high road. And I, I mean, we maybe all we should that. get bracelets made with that. Right. <laughs> WWTLD. <laughs> Yes, but if you haven't watched the most recent one, I won't give a spoiler, but it's good. Um, copying from Brene Brown's podcast, and I'm asking you this, what do most people get wrong about you? That I'm a freaking extrovert because I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I want to be home in my PJs watching TV with my dog. That's it. Yeah. yeah. What are your dog's names? I have Gizmo. And then Adam has Flip. Okay. Did I give him that name? He came with that name. Flip does not like anybody except Adam. So it's super fun. I like the name Flip. I think that's funny. Well, now it's just fun to say Flip and Gizmo. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, what recent TV show have you been obsessed with? Well, you know, we talked about Ted Lasso. Yes. So I watch that. I watch a lot of crap TV. Um, a lot of Real Housewives and Teen Moms. So I, I like all those things. I also, uh, I had to purchase Paramount because I have to watch Evil. And if you haven't watched oh. that, you must. Mm. Oh, okay. I watched the two seasons of Intelligence this weekend because Nate from Ted Lasso actually created that show. Oh. And it's not super fantastic. It's a little weird, but it's just some of the things that they say are just so outlandish. You're like, this would never happen. But yeah. it's, it was a fun watch. Okay. So, okay. To go back, to I love your... all the crime and docu- documentary things that make my husband a little bit scared, but I love them all. Yeah. There's this one called The Murder Story. I think it's called The Murder Stories. It's on regular TV and it's all like from the cop cams and everything. And they have the 911 calls. It's all there. It's fantastic. Oh, I, I, yeah. I think I might get a little bit too nervous about that. I watch it before I go to bed, but it's great. Oh, you, yeah, you have your limits. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. Do you watch um, Southern Charm? Because if you don't, that would be I great. do. <laughs> and I'm not proud of it. that I watched it so bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm not proud of it, but I, uh, I watched it and then I had to go back. I caught it. I woke up like at three o'clock in the morning one time and I had to go back and watch all the other seasons. Oh, yeah. It's, so. yeah, it's a train wreck. It's a great train wreck. All right. I was like, I don't watch that stuff. Sorry. 
I'm gonna have well, to check I, it out though. Well, you yeah. just were started watching Big Bang Theory, so we'll, we'll talk to you about these in about 10 years. Why did she listen to my podcast? <laughs> so what book or podcast has had the most profound effect on you and how does it how did it change you, Kelly? So business-wise, probably think again, Adam, mm-hmm. Adam Grant. Right. So again, all about opening minds and different perspectives. And I think the biggest thing I took away from that, people go, well, I'm entitled to my opinion. And it says, yes, you are, but when you, in your head, but when you voice it out loud, you need to support that with logic and facts. And so I am all about having a conversation with people who have difference of opinion, as long as we can both be respectful. And mm-hmm. you may even change my mind. It's happened. But if people aren't yeah. respectful, then screw that. But um, on the flip side of that, the books that have had the most impact on me are Harry Potter. Oh. And I know that's probably really weird, but I started reading those when I graduated with my uh, undergrad. And there yeah. were four books out. And I told my mom, I said, there's these books out called Harry Potter. I don't know what they are. There's four of them. And I just want them. And my dad is Gary Potter. So that's kind of fun. But I read them. And I think it was just after all that time of school and pushing through and reading only stuff for school. I've never been into sci-fi. I've never been into any of that stuff. And for some reason, it just like opened up creativity in my head. And it just came like the right time for yeah. me to, to realize all that. So now, and now I'm, I'm part of a cult or something. I have a tattoo. So um, yeah, again, my mom doesn't like it, but. I love that. That's my thing. I've only read the first one and saw the first movie and it's, I don't know the order of them. So I can't ever go in and jump in the middle of the movies whenever they're on television, but um, you'll have to tell me their orders so that I can maybe go and oh, find yes. them. The movies are great. I'm not going to say they're not, but they are not the same as the books. And of course, oh, yeah. people always say that, but sometimes it's a legit, completely different story. Right. So uh, yeah, I just, I powered through them. And then whenever new ones came out, like I'm not that person that's going to go at midnight to Barnes and Noble and get my book the day it comes out, but I will have, I will have already reserved it and go get it next day. But, what do you love about it? What makes it so special to you? I don't know. I think it just, like I said, I've never been into sci-fi, but just having that create all that creativity into those stories. And, you know, you can say she stole it from somewhere else. I don't care about all that. I just think having just this complete other world that I could escape to after, because I, I was on the five-year plan, uh, after five years of school and not really having a whole lot of spare time to read like that. It just, right. it just immersed me. And I think I read the, I read them all over. I got them for Christmas and I finished the four before we went back to school, I think for my master's program next January. So I, yeah, I had no life. So I wow. just kind of immersed myself into it. So, and now it's just fun to see how it's evolved and how people talk about it and you get these, like I said, Harry Potter cults everywhere. So yeah. When yeah. is it Disney or, or universal that has the Harry Potter? It's universal. We've been there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh okay. yes. Was it worth it? Totally. Totally worth it. All right. Well, now we know. Yeah. Well, the next time we go back, we're supposed to go to Star Wars, Star Wars land or whatever that's called. I zero craps about Star Wars, but I'm going to go. So oh, I bet it'd be fun anyway. So, like lightsabers. Yeah. You just, you just, rem- <laughs> I'm sorry. You just reminded me of somebody sent a video of, um, real real olympics like if if real people oh yeah and it was like one of them was uh towel flicking and it looked like they had like sabers or whatever but it was towel flicking with the other it was hilarious i'm sorry that that 
did, isn't coming out correctly, but I was dying laughing about it. So anyway, sorry. Um, how can people connect with you, um, Kelly, and also the jazzercise part? So don't forget that part. So connect with me on all the things. Okay. Uh, come to my class. Okay. First class, first month is free. Come on in. Okay. And uh, Kelly Smithy, Smith E-E, it's stupid. Um, my husband's proud of it, so I had to take it. So at the Gmail or LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, you go to the Jazzercise Midwest City page. I'm the admin on that. OCHRS on any of that stuff or WKHR, I'm the admin on that. So at least until January. So. So, Kelly, have uh, many people from the HR community kind of checked out your, your Jazzercise? No, they all say they're going to or, oh, I need to do that. Like, sure you do. So we'll see. Right. I think a lot of people are scared. They, they're like me. Like, that's that's stupid. Why would I do that? Until you come in the door and then you realize it's not. And the well, name does not the name does not help us at all. Well, and every time there is something in Oklahoma City area or Norman, you you invite if people are in from other mm -hmm. locations, you say, come and come. And and they're like, no, it's 530 <laughs> in the morning. And I get that until I started teaching it. I would not have come at 530 in the morning. either. Yeah. It makes a difference to get it done in the morning, doesn't it? Heck yeah, it does, because then you can go drink after work's done. <laughs> Especially if you're at a conference. There you go. All right. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for being on this with us. It's been so much fun. And Heck yes, so thrilled that you said yes, even though you were nervous about saying yes. But I'm super thrilled that you said yes. So thank you so much. I just didn't want to be boring. So I hope I, no, hope I succeeded in that. Are you Not kidding? At all. You gave us all of the goods. So until next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.